0: The life of an innovator comes with a certain amount of risk. In business, like politics, sometimes a great idea can be the death of you. The number one thing that causes new businesses to fail is that they don't last long enough. That's Chris Gladwin, founder of CleverSafe, a company that created the largest data storage system in the world. What CleverSafe figured out early on, like from day one, was a method that was completely different. Chris was right to believe his idea was better. Great, even. But he would have to prove it. And that, it turned out, would take a very long time. What if it takes twice as long
1: as you think? What if it takes three times as long as you think? Are you going to be there to realize it? And...
0: Usually you're not. On this episode, we explore the treacherous voyage from pitch to profit. I'm Jesse Batten, and this is Innovating Chicago Style. When telling Cleversafe's story, I think it's important to give a little context. In figure skating, there's a term called popping the jump. It's a term that all skaters know, and most have probably come to fear. Popping is when a skater goes into a jump only to suddenly doubt themselves in midair. Maybe they fell trying this particular jump in the past. Maybe they've never completed it before. The worst part is, popping makes it much easier to hurt yourself. It's usually a split-second decision. But that's all it takes for doubt to do its thing. Now, imagine if that jump took much longer. What if, from the moment your skates left the ice, that heart-stopping moment stretched out for years... And until you hear the of the ice, there's only a razor thin margin between a gold medal and a cartoon pratfall. Even athletes with nerves of steel lose their composure in a fraction of a second. Chris managed to block out his doubt for years with arguably much higher stakes. It's the banking system. Uh, It's national security.
1: It's yeah, we were it was crystal clear. Like this is real. Like people can die if this system fails for real. Um, And so it
0: just had to be flawless. Today, you're using the technology that Chris's team built on a daily basis. In fact, you're probably using a CleverSafe service dozens of times a day or more without even knowing it. We don't access data occasionally. We treat it like a morphine drip. Netflix, data. This podcast, data. Those sounds of figure skaters I played earlier, you guessed it. And all of that has to be stored somewhere. Until Cleversafe came along, the big players in data storage were literally storing data like physical objects. Data is always just
1: a string of numbers, and the method they were using was one where you could rip open a hard drive and look on the platter, and you would see the, the numbers sitting there, you know, in the hmm. track on a hard drive. That's how they did it. They stored the number, they stored the data. Uh, Cleversafe took
0: the completely opposite approach. We virtualized the data itself. To better understand what Chris is talking about, let's go back to our metaphorical figure skater for just a second. She's breezing over the ice. Her knees bend, ready to go into the jump. Now, imagine just as she leaves the ice, you snap a picture. Turns out it's a really good picture. Sweet. So you upload it to social media. Now, a copy of that picture is stored on a server somewhere in the cloud, so all of your friends can like it and wow-react. Before Safe, that picture literally ended up on a hard drive somewhere in the real world. The Safe system, on the other hand, takes that picture and splits it up into a bunch of little slices.
1: And those slices are stored on different servers in such a way that you could lose a configurable number of slices and still recreate perfectly the original photograph.
0: That's Chris explaining how the system works in a video made by IBM Korea. Chris and the team he was building believed this would make storage easier, but also more secure. So if you ripped open the hard drive, there are numbers on there, but they're not the
1: data. We disassociated storage from the data itself, and once we disassociated that, wonderful things happened. Things could happen in the physical world. Hard drives could get lost, servers could fail, systems could be compromised from a security point of view. All this could be happening. The data would remain reliable and
0: secure and all this stuff. The real competitive advantage to CleverSafe's system, however, was the way it scaled. The bigger the system gets, the better a
1: CleverSafe system is. It gets more reliable and faster Hmm. and more cost-efficient as it grows, and everybody else was the opposite. So the good news about that was as as systems got bigger and bigger, the gap between Mm -hmm. us and everyone else got bigger and bigger. Um, And that was great. The downside was this made starting that much harder. The challenge was it meant that where we had to start
0: as a new company was with the biggest customers. Not only did you have to build this brand new technology from the ground up, but once you did, you'd have to sell it to the toughest, most skeptical clients. If pictures and videos are the number one type of data being stored, basically, we're talking about memories. This is incredibly important personal stuff. And Chris was hoping to shoot for national security records and bank data. And those guys, it's
1: national security. It's $500, you know, market cap sitting on the system. Like the entry requirements to just start playing that game
0: were extremely ridiculous. Imagine handing over a stack of your baby pictures to some guy who promises he's got this new innovative system that slices them up and mails them back to you whenever you want. You'd likely want some assurances. Oh,
1: you don't just have to show a little bit that this is going to work. You have to really, really show that this is really, really going to work. So that was um, that was a challenge. But it also had the, the effect... That once we got one customer,
2: sure,
0: we, would, we knew we would get them all. Here's our resident acquisitions and mergers expert, Mike Bechtel.
2: I, I've seen that with some of our portfolio companies that some folks have a business that is built to get quickly from zero to one, yep, and mm-hmm. has a heck of a time getting from one to ten, yep, let alone ten million, yep. Um, y- you had this, <laughs> you had the opposite in that this thing is going to be killer at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. We cannot prove it at local AAA games. You bet. <laughs> yeah. So you're going to have a heck of a time landing that whale. Yeah. But when you do, holy whale hunting. Yeah,
1: our, our, we, our, our metaphor was that, was our first game will be the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, you know, when we win that, we win
0: every other game. Coming up, Chris goes whale hunting. Even the greatest whale hunters can't do it alone. Captain Chris was going to need a crew. And the team he would end up building are a huge part of this story. But first, in order to tell it correctly, we need to, again, talk about a picture. It relates to uh, how what
1: happened when we went, won the Chicago Innovation Award in 2007 or th- 2008. And I invited the whole company to the award. Everyone went up on stage. And there's a picture. And it's pretty much the company at that time. There were a few people that weren't there. I think there's like 30 people. And what's in- interesting about that picture is if you look at it today, about half of those people are still there. So that's 10 years ago. So that means the the um, the mean uh, time period for how long people work at CleverSafe is around 10 years.
2: Hmm.
1: Now, contrast that to uh, a chart that was in the Business Insider about a month ago. They had the top 10 tech companies in the United States – and what they listed was, you know, Amazon, Microsoft, Uber. Oh, the biggies. And and they listed what was the average tenure of an employee at those companies. Oh, man. And it ranged from 2.0 years.
2: Tell me that's the high. That's the high. Oh, man. Wow. To
1: 1.2. And so about 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7 was
0: the average. We were at 10. Building a team with that much dedication and loyalty was in no way a matter of luck. In our recruiting process, um, we
1: also uh, do some testing. And at times, we've purposely made the test to take a
0: very long time. One of those tests, for example, regularly took five to eight hours to complete. And people would react one of two ways. Either they would look at this like,
1: I can't believe these guys are asking me to spend all this time. (laughs) I'm busy, you know. And they they would not take the test. And we would find out, great that that worked because we wanted to filter that out or it would be like okay this test is really hard that's interesting i want this is a fun thing to do i really
0: am i'm i'm up for it from the beginning chris was looking for people who wanted to go on an adventure because the voyage chris was taking them on would be a long one the first revenue where it was like this is a real customer who's putting this thing in production was year six wow wow with all the risk involved why did Chris feel comfortable setting off well part of being a good captain is knowing a good opportunity when you see it it's like
1: time travel back to 1970 like yeah. <laughs> they did this in 1970 with you know and now we sure? they moved on you know to much much more interesting stuff and, and like meanwhile this 50 billion dollar industry where there's just an exploding demand of data to store like yeah but you kind of skip the last 40 years of thinking <laughs> you know, this clever shift thing is not like a little different.
0: You know, it's orders of magnitude different. Mark Andreessen is a tech entrepreneur who's probably best known for creating Mosaic, the first widely used web browser. In 2007, Andreessen wrote a blog post titled The Moby Dick Theory. In it, he compared the relationship between small startups and big companies to the one shared by the fictional Captain Ahab and the whale Moby Dick. In the Post, Andreessen writes, The most important thing you need to know going into any discussion or interaction with a big company is that you're Captain Ahab and the big company is Moby Dick. In Melville's novel, of course, Captain Ahab is increasingly obsessed with getting revenge on a whale for biting his leg off. And while that does sometimes happen in business, it's not what Andreessen is getting at. What he's talking about is the unpredictability of working with a big company from the outside. He writes, Moby Dick might stalk you for three months, then jump out of the water and raise a huge ruckus, then vanish for six months, then come back and beat your whole boat, or alternatively, give you the clear shot you need to harpoon his giant butt. The point is, landing a deal with the kinds of big companies Cleversafe was aiming for takes a long time. Were your investors aware of and comfortable with
2: that go big, go home timescale?
1: Well, I, I... I didn't fully understand that. No, I mean, I knew it would be a long time. I didn't know it would be that long. Um, And I think there were varying degrees of support. But at the end of the day,
0: we got there. It would be six years before Captain Chris and his crew brought in any real customers. After that, it would still be a few more before the darn whale showed itself. Years of not popping the jump, of floating along, Trying not to think about sinking. And then it appeared. Chris's great white whale. Except it wasn't named Moby, it was named IBM. And it wanted to buy Chris's company. You know, you said you, it was sort of do or die. Um, I imagine that there's a certain difficulty when you walk into. Uh, a pitch meeting, and, and you're literally coming and saying, "Okay, we're going to do everything completely different yeah. from how it's been done before." Yeah. Uh, w- w- what was that process like?
1: Well, there's different kinds of investments. You know, CleverSafe was the co- it was a zero billion dollar company early on. I mean, it, it wasn't. It w- there was no in between. Either this goes all you know goes huge or it just doesn't yeah, go. There's yeah. no
0: binary outcome, right? Right. There's no stability in the middle. Finding the whale turned out, was actually the hardest part. Once he got it to sit down at a conference table, the rest kind of fell into place. We began talking with IBM, and I went home and told my wife, like, oh yeah, this is gonna happen.
1: And that's all because of the team Chris put together. We brought a CEO in the last two years at CleverSafe, a guy named John Morris, who had been at IBM for 25 years or something like that. And his skill set, his expertise was, you know, large-scale enterprise sales. Even though both sides, you could see, were posturing and negotiating, both sides were so respectful. And and there was all this history of, like, relationships they had had, you know, with each other. And when he was at IBM in the early days and he gets selected for the high-potential, you know, young manager class, the people he's sitting next to in that class were the exact same people that, you know, are ultimately buying Cleversafe. Like, Mm -hmm. those people— so to have this, like, multi-decade trusted relationship, that, that's what I was saying when I went home and told my wife, like, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, these guys all know each
0: other. For decades, they trust each other. And this is going to happen.
1: Yeah. It
0: was great. When the paperwork had finally settled, Cleversafe's investors walked away with $1.3 billion, according to Crane's Chicago Business.
1: Everyone almost always underestimates how long things are going to take. Right. The number one thing that causes new businesses to fail is that they don't last long enough. And, and usually, you know, if you have experience, you kind of understand the market. It, you usually are right about the value that you're creating and, and that the, the, the people will want that value. But you're almost always wrong about how long it's going to take for that to be realized, for you to build it, for you to sell it, for you to scale it. It's always going to take longer than you think. Um, businesses just don't last long enough to realize being right. And so you got to think in those terms, like, what if it takes twice as long as you think? What if it takes three times as long as you think? Are you going to be there to realize it? And usually you're not. <laughs> and so if you find a way to last long enough, you'll probably succeed. That's great. A lot of people have asked me, you know, did I take a bunch of time off? I mean, technically I didn't. My last day
0: at CleverSafe IBM was a Friday, and I started working full-time on Ocean the following Monday. Chris Gladwin is building a crew once again for a new company called Ocean. We've looked at, I think, over 5,000 resumes at this point. Wow. He's strapping on his figure skates and going whale hunting again. Building your, your Mars mission, sort of, on Mars, apparently. Well,
1: that's the whole model. I mean... It, you heard like at Clever if we, we built this machine this machine of, of expertise that was just so far ahead of everyone else and and that was the engine that we just rode. And if you can you know if we can you know the goal is to build another one of those like this this engine of talent that just knows more about and gets more advanced in their thinking and that gets expressed in software that we write. man th- those are
2: those are unstoppable. Then you're bringing Navy SEALs to replace mall cops. Yeah, (laughs) that's how you do it.
0: Innovating Chicago Style is brought to you by Chicago Innovation and Rivet. A huge thank you to this week's guest, Chris Gladwin, previously of Cleversafe. Follow along on his new business adventure by going to Oceant. That's O-C-I-E-N-T dot com. The show is hosted and produced by Rivets' Jesse Batend. Special thanks to our resident experts, Tom Statt and Mike Bechtel. A big thank you to the Chicago Innovation team, and of course, Chicago Innovation co-founders Dan Miller and Tom Kuzmarski. For more information about the show, or to find out how to attend one of our many events throughout the year, visit ChicagoInnovation.com.